0: Pretty nerds 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 hi guys welcome back to the pretty nerd podcast this is your girl Fala Deanne.
1: and this is your girl may how are you i'm doing good um super happy with this weather i mean we had what 70 almost 80 degrees today it's beautiful other than the thunderstorm part of it but jiz, i'm just happy it's warm <laughs> What about
0: I, you, though? So? I'm here. I'm happy that it's warm. Definitely looking to do more outside activities. I just feel different when it's warm. It's like I have energy. I'm like, oh, I want to go and do this. So, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm going to start. Um, we have a little walking trail, whatever, that I was doing. that I started it, like, in December. And it was, like, super-duper-duper cold, so I dropped off from doing it. But I'm going to start picking it back up now as it's getting a little warmer. So I'm excited about that because it's about four miles. So I do two going down and then two coming back. So four miles a day. So hopefully that will help me get even in some really, really, really good shape this year. That's what I'm hoping for. I guess we can jump into, like, the hot topics for this week. Um, I guess we can, let's start like quick Grammy recap. I didn't watch the Grammys, but I saw like, I don't know about you, but I don't really watch award shows anymore. Like I started to think about it. Like, I remember when I was like, maybe in my very late teens, early twenties and stuff like that. Like we were in college, maybe Yeah. I was like bored. I would watch like a but I've never really super duperly really been into award shows. And so, Hmm. Especially, and now I definitely don't watch them, so. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't, and I've never been, like, um, a Grammys person. It was always maybe, like, the BET Awards, Hip Hop Awards, or something, but it was never, like, oh, I'm gonna watch the Grammys, or, you know, Emmys, or anything, like, no. <laughs>
1: yeah. no. Well, nonetheless, the Grammys did take place this year. Big Stories from the Night, Meg Thee Stallion took home three awards, including Best New Artists. One of those rap categories was the first time for a female artist ever. So congratulations to the, her for that. And then I know also another big moment was Beyonce took home, I think, three or four awards. But by mm-hmm. the end of the night, it pushed her to having won, is it 28 Grammys now, making her the most awarded artist ever?
0: Yep. She got the most Grammy wins by any art, artist, period. <laughs>
1: congrats to beyonce on that and also congrats to blue ivy carter becoming i think they said the second youngest ever to win a grammy so big big business all the way around i guess for rock nation for that whole situation i mean with meg winning beyonce winning blue winning i mean so big news all the way over there trying to think of any other highlights oh her one for the best song I know we
0: talk about the Grammys a lot because of the representation. I mean, still nothing has changed. Um, are they getting better maybe just for the sake of, you know, not being shitted on this year? Pretty sure they are. But yeah. I still, like, am proud of the women that did win. And rightfully so, because a lot of people give Meg you like, oh, she didn't deserve to like, bro. This girl works hard. Like, stop with the foolishness.
1: She had a she had a big year. She definitely had a big year. I do for me, I definitely I'm not gonna lie, I thought that she would I thought that little baby was gonna take the best rap either rap performance or rap song. I was sure I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna front and say I wasn't shocked that little baby didn't take her home at least one. But nonetheless, I mean I'm not mad that Meg won it either. I mean she had a big year as well. I I'm I just was surprised that little baby didn't win at least one because he did have a monster album monster year i mean he's been collabing on everything as well arguably if meg was the biggest female this year little baby was the biggest male uh rap artist this year so i was surprised in that regard but outside of that eh, nothing nothing really shocked me in general i will say i guess in regards to performances I've been seeing a lot of feedback, a lot of people talking about Sonic. What is it? What is the name of Bruno Mars and Anderson Pax? Is it Sonic? Sonic truth, Sonic something. I'm not sure. I can't I remember the name of it, but I know a lot of people have been talking about their performance. The song that they put out. It's actually a really good song. After I... Uh, have seen people talk about the performance. I went and checked out the song. It's actually pretty good. I'm a little bit excited for the record that they got coming up. I'm going to check out to see what the name is right now because it's going to drive me insane. But I'm a little bit uh, excited for what they got coming. Um, I like the sound of it. I've always liked Bruno Mars because I think Bruno Mars is, is super dope. And I like um, Anderson <laughs> .Paak, too. So Ah, they're called Silk Sonic. There we go. Got it. And the name of the song was called "Leave the Door Open." So, nonetheless, I recommend it. Check it out. It's, it was—it's a good record. I think they're gonna be a, its gonna be a dope album. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than that, that's pretty much the only performance that I say that I gave a crap about. What about
0: yourself? I did see that like Cardi and Mae's performance got a lot of criticism though, like a lot of criticism. I'm like, bro, I mean, y'all act like if your kids was watching the Grammys and they know this song, they probably saw the video. It's the same thing. Let it go. <laughs> I mean, whatever.
1: I'm going I'm to say, I don't, I've always been surprised by that fucking argument though, about <laughs> kids watching this stuff. Like, And I'm like, but what kids is really, like, if y'all, you and your kids is watching award shows, I would think because at the same time the Kids Choice Awards was running, so why would they be watching the Grammys and not watching the Kids Choice Awards, which is
0: garnered towards children? You see what I'm saying? So that's why I'm confused. Like, huh? And like, even the Center for like sexual exploitation was like their performance, and I was like, listen, this is the year of the year or whatever. Of, like, I mean, I, I just think we passed this conversation of, like, oh, this is, you know, exploiting women. Be like, bro, this performance exploits women out of all the other music and stuff that you can criticize. You waited until this moment.
1: Okay. Not only you know. that, though, didn't they perform very late in the show anyway? Wasn't it like almost towards it's the it. end of the show? Yeah. So, I mean, in that show ended, what, like almost nine or 10 o'clock at night? Yeah. shouldn't the kids have been in bed i'm just saying I, listen i don't i don't know i'm not a parent but i'm just saying I don't, who
0: am i <laughs> <laughs> all i'm saying you know it's not like they don't announce what's coming up next and you know what the song is about the video hey well let's go ahead and cut this off
1: right like i don't I, hey, who am i, <laughs> I don't know i guess i guess the the argument is that they expect celebrities to parent their kids i don't know shit I just thought that if you're a parent, as a parent, you get to make the decision of how you want to raise your kid. And if you don't want your yeah. kid tuning into shit like that, turn it off. It's that simple. I don't understand. Nonetheless, let's move on from the Grammy talk. Let's jump into Quick Hitter. Um, I just saw online that they said they extended the tax deadline this year. So instead of in the normal April tax deadline, it's been extended to May 17th. So for all y'all out there, you got a little bit longer this year to get your taxes filed. So, but I would say don't wait on it. Just go ahead and do shit now and get it out of the way. What else do we got? That's super quick. Let's jump into this Kirk Franklin situation. So I saw the, the little clips online about him and his son. They kind of going back and forth. And then his son released like a little video, I guess, where he, Kirk was cursing him out or some shit. I don't know. I don't really have too many thoughts on it, but what are your thoughts on it?
0: Um, I guess for me, it wasn't the fact that he cursed him out. Like I mean, or he used curse words. I'm not gonna say curse him out. That he used curse words. It was more of, but this your child, and so many people that I've saw was like he a grown man. Yeah, to us, he's a grown man. But this is child that he called a bitch ass nigga, a punk. Broke. I don't understand. I'm like maybe because I like I don't have that relationship with either one of my parents. They, you know, can be mad as hell at us and still be you know affirm us and all of that stuff. So I was like, I can't relate. But I was like, I just I don't know. I was like, I didn't like it, and it wasn't for the fact that he a Christian and he cursed. It was more like, this your whole child and? Yeah, but Kirk Franklin did something similar like that to his parents. So when people was like he he said something bad about his parents, I'm like, shit, Kirk Franklin did the same thing to his parents. So now I was like, that was my own thing. It's just like that was the language that you use towards your son and you have so many other resources. You have a family therapist. I'm pretty sure you got the skills and you got the money and the time. Like, bro, y'all ain't gotta have a best relationship, but y'all can be better than that. Right. Seemed like it was something that happened overnight. This is something that's probably been going on. Yeah, I I want to say. Yeah.
1: I mean, I guess for me, the issue, like, I didn't care about, like, the rant itself. Like, a lot of people was taking offense to it. I feel like, I mean, like you said, he's a man, you know, that like, he's a person. He's a human being. He may be Christian, but he's a human being. He gone... Talk how he wanted to, talk. you know what I mean? Like I, don't, I don't, I didn't, I wasn't offended by the language per se. I guess for me, the issue that I had with it was like the amount of people that were kind of taking sides on it. Because my my thing is nobody went Like I mean, as cliche as as it is now, but you know, as Jay said, nobody wins when the family feuds. And I mean, the the son has relevant feelings. You know what I mean? To feel it in that. And his feelings shouldn't be ignored, or shouldn't be, I guess, downplayed because he's "quote unquote" grown now, or it shouldn't be downplayed just because of you know people. People feel like he maybe he's clout chasing or he's whatever like that. I mean, he he has a right to his feelings. To feel like he was the black sheep of the family. To feel like, hey, once my father remarried somebody other than my mother, I was the outcast child. He has legitimate right to feel that way and he isn't the first person to feel that way or the first person to go through that I mean we literally saw the same thing play out with will Smith and his oldest son Trey but they figured a way to work it out you know what I mean I'm sure they had from you know when when they sat down and they talked about it on the red table you know will said that they there was years and years upon years where you know, they didn't speak and he was angry at Will and all of this and everything like that. And they he just kept trying and they figured out how to work it out. And now they're back to tighten it closer than ever. So, I mean, I just didn't like the fact that everybody was like taking sides and a lot of people were um, on Kirk's side just because they're feeling like the son shouldn't have did it and this, that and the other. I'm just like, I mean, his feelings, regardless of how old he is, his feelings aren't invalid. And we shouldn't downplay how he feels just because he's quote unquote an adult now. Yeah. We should be rooting for them to, in my opinion, work it out.
0: Yeah. And that's what my thing was. Is like, there's still, no matter how much we want to go, oh, he's 33, there's still hurt there. And until that hurt is addressed properly, it's going to always be a, a riff. And I'm like, just for you to call him that, it's like, I didn't, and I'm like, again, that's not the first time that he's done it. That's how he know to record him. Yeah, that's
1: true. That is very true.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Alright, so let's jump into this whole um, situation with the talk. Um, it's kind of been all over the internet lately. and It's, it's kind of, it started out as just, I think, all of us who saw the clips or even who saw the show was, because I, wa- I saw the show because, you know, now working from home, I sit in while I'm um, working at daytime TV is really the only thing that be on at the time. So is these little talk shows. So you turn to one here, or there and check it out. So I turned to it cause I wanted to see what, cause I knew, I mean, and that's, that's another thing. Cause Sharon Osborne did an interview and said she was blindsided by them bringing up the, the conversation and all of that. And I'm like, me, as a person, I literally tuned into that show because I knew that they were going to talk about it um, after she sent out that tweet in support of Pierce Morgan. So how the hell can you be a, a voice on that show and talk about you were blindsided? You knew that was going to come up. I don't give a damn what you said. I was blindsided. They didn't tell me. They shouldn't have had to tell you. You knew it was going to be a conversation that was going to come up. But nonetheless... For those of y'all who have seen the clips or for you uh, for those of y'all like me who tuned in and saw it live, um you literally saw Sharon Osbourne do everything that she could to weaponize her tears in her victimhood in my opinion. And you saw Cheryl do what sadly so many of us as black women have to do. Try to, you know, remain calm, not show any passion just, you know what I'm saying, deflect, have her voice be as monotone as possible. I mean, it it, it almost, it was really sad to, in a sense, have to see um, Cheryl have to, to, to portray, to basically portray, or I don't want to say portray herself, but quote unquote, I guess be in control. I don't know. I don't know the proper term to say it, but she had to basically almost make herself smaller so that she, if she, so that she wouldn't blow up and then the trope would be, oh, here goes the angry black woman on the red You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like, and it's so typical, so typical, like the way that she was like, even like her apology is just so freaking typical. like, bro, you literally get on here talking about you're uncomfortable, you're defensive, but you, this is what you did to your your talk mate or whatever you want to say your co-host and every time we're always called on to be this quote-unquote bigger person why like she literally and I'm like like you said you weren't blindsided you knew there was a conversation the whole thing was still a hot topic in the media circuit so you know what was going to freaking happen you get on the internet and voice your whole, you know, I, I stand in support of peers, ball. So why wouldn't somebody come and be like, so, you know, tell me more. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, I want to fan and I'm like, girl, find you something else better to do. Because, you know, on well. Right. That you don't stand like I stand against racism. No, the fuck you don't. Because if me. you stood against all of it, you would have have not even put Cheryl in a position knowing how Black people are viewed and then Black women are viewed as aggressive. And just even we knowing that if Cheryl would have not even raised her voice, if she talked in her regular voice, because when you think about all the things that we've seen her on, she's very like loud by nature. Right. So just for her to be like, you know what, this is not like this is not how you normally talk. And you could tell she's calculating, very like calculating every word that comes out of her mouth where you could just get on TV and spew, ain't like just bullshit and then come later and apologize and cry. Right.
1: And it wasn't even a, a legit pol- uh, apology it's because it. she still hasn't even apologized to Cheryl directly. that's who she should apologize to.
0: Like y'all done cried all week long.
1: And She didn't and and the thing about it that I guess really upset me or angered me was the simple fact that she had the audacity to sit there with Cheryl and be like, don't you dare cry. Don't you dare cry. I'm the one who should be crying. And like even going into the break, she, you know, that you could hear her yelling, fuck you and this and that and the other, like, I mean, it's no, it's no surprise now that we're, we're hearing all this stuff that has been happening behind the scenes. From previous co-hosts like Holly Roberts Pete and Leah Remini coming out saying that she called them ghetto to her spewing racist things toward Julie Chen. To her spewing um, homophobic slurs at Sarah Gilbert. I, I mean, nonetheless, and and, applaud, and I applaud Elena. Uh, I think her name last name is Wentworth. Alain, but her first name is Elena. I applaud her for just saying fuck it. You know what I'm saying? She's new on the show. And she said, fuck it, I'm not going to sit here and, and take none of this. She's the one who took it and reported it to HR and said, she makes this a toxic, hostile workplace, and I'm not here for the bullshit. Salute to her, okay? Yes. Because God damn it, I'm with you. And as black folks, that's what we need to do. As black people, that's what we need to start doing. Fuck that. We shouldn't have to just sit there and take that. That's what HR is there for. No, I'm not going to just sit here and, and, and have to be abused by these folks nope reporting your ass straight to HR like
0: blue, and you can (laughs) talk to them about it but you can just imagine how she acted when she was at HR like I didn't know girl
1: but (laughs) exactly we shall see I guess what occurs or what happens after that whether they you know come back um, whether she stays on the show I don't know but We shall see what occurs from all of that.
0: Yeah, I'm really. I guess my hope is goodbye.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, her her opinion won't be missed. I mean, they could always replace her with somebody else. I mean, how many times has the View went through a gajillion different co-hosts? So it is what it is. All right, so that brings us to our final topic, final hot topic. Been one year since Brianna Taylor was murdered. I think a couple of days ago, we ran up on the exact anniversary of her passing, and I guess we can just kind of yeah. just talk about the case itself, what what it kind of did for us as Black women when we heard about it, and then we can talk about some of the other kind of fallouts in dealing with some of the other cases. And recently, with Tamir Rice's mom, um, she went on Twitter after the Grammys, and when Tamika Mowry, she was, if y'all, if you watch the Grammys, one of the other performances, and we didn't mention it, was Little Baby's performance. And it, and he performed the record where he had um, Kendrick Sampson, who is an actor, activist. He portrayed a black man who was shot down by police. And then they did a whole, you know, uh, p- performance piece around that, which led to Tamika Mowry coming up and giving a speech towards the end. <laughs> Um, of the performance. But nonetheless, Tamir Rice's mom wasn't happy about it. She wasn't feeling it. She went through and she pretty much went in on Tamika Mowry, Lee Garrett, Benjamin Crump, all the, the names that we have come to know and associate with a lot of these different kind of cases and in, in a lot of the activism that's been come, going on. So just give me your thoughts on, obviously, Breonna Taylor's passing. That hope the case and everything, and then go into the, the situation with Tamir Rice's mom and the activists and everything like that.
0: So just starting with Breonna Taylor, her, and not saying that all of the other senseless killings of Black people did not have the same impact because I think, what was that? I can't remember what year. I feel like it was 2016 when we had... Belinda, or maybe, was it 16, 15, Belinda Castell, and all of them just came back to back to, and you're just like, mentally, you're just tired. Whereas for me, can't speak about anybody else, like, I was so tired to the point, like, I was just, like, depressed, where I'm like, I had to, like, literally unplug, um, not just from social media, just from, like, just life to just get my head, but her death for me was, it took me back to Trayvon and Martin, and I mean, that was, like, my turning point of, like, I even, at that point, checked myself about my anti-Blackness at that point. And I'm like, yo, this, what you're doing is literally violent to your own people. I just, it's just a hurt. And when you see people get off that you know, like, bro, you you did this. And you did this with no, like, no moral, morals, high standards. You weren't operating. You know, even where you saying, oh, I did, we did announce ourselves, but you did a no knock warrant. How am I supposed to know even, you know, you announcing yourself saying you the police, but you just knock, you didn't knock and you kick my door down. So how am I supposed to know that again, that you're not a robber and robbers come in and say, hey, this is the police. Are you like, it just angered me. And then the fact that you don't, the officers that you do prosecute, you don't even prosecute for her murder. It was for, like, putting people in harm's way next door. Like, it's just it's just infuriating. Like, upset, like, tears. And, you know, just seeing her mother's, like, I can just keep going on because of her. And, yeah, I just, I'm, like, still, like, can't wrap my head around, like, how no one is held responsible. And not just losing enough jobs because we know... They didn't necessarily lose their job. They we're gonna let you resign so you can keep your pension and all of this bullshit. Or you have one officer that has to take the file for everybody else, which you wouldn't be surprised if he's not working on another police department or in some type of law, law enforcement capacity in a few years when you know people think they in not pull over. Right. Yeah. This is yeah. And then I don't know. I don't know if you want to speak about Breonna then go into the other thing or okay. This Ever. I don't know.
1: Okay. So, um, my thoughts on and Taylor, obviously I'm with you. When I saw the case, obviously it, it made me completely sad. Unfortunately, I mean, we've just seen so many of these cases that by the time it came around, I remember we were covering we on our show we talked about it quite a few times. We kept trying to bring it up, make sure it stayed uh, you know, A trending topic because I feel like, and I hate to say, it's one of my biggest critiques of the movement. I feel like that Black women kind of fall to the wayside. You know, it's we see so many of us get up for Black men and and by no means is that, you know, a bad thing. We should be doing that. I'm super proud of the strides that we made for Trayvon, for Philando, for you know, for George Floyd, you know, for all the countless men um, that have been killed. But Breonna Taylor was really the first time that I saw a lot of us kind of open our eyes and realize that women have really been lost in this movement a little bit. You know, as much as we have been, you know, a lot of us have been at the forefront of leading this charge, you know, whether it be creating organizations, putting together, marches this that and the other standing right there side by side by you know black men um to in this fight we have really been lost at the wayside um when it comes to you know the same response to when we are killed senselessly by gun violence so with Breonna Taylor's murder I think it was really kind of another eye-opening moment like hey you know what we can't continue to let black women fall to the wayside in this fight and in this movement. And and I will also say I'm with to now sit in a year later and still truthfully there be no resolve. The people who murdered her, like you said, they were charged for basically shooting a wall as opposed to taking her life. I I will say one good thing that we saw come out of it is that her boyfriend, the charges were officially fully dropped. He will not. um, They were dropped with prejudice. So they cannot file charges against him again. So, I mean, that's one, I guess, one good thing that came out of it. But aside from that, I mean, Daniel Cameron, the prosecutor, ought to be disbarred, in my opinion, and removed from office. Like if y'all vote his ass in again. As y'all uh, prosecutor or district attorney or whatever the hell he whatever position he plays in y'all state, I'm sad for y'all asses because he did not do the job that he was put in place to do at all. He should be immediately removed from office. He was more worried about protecting those officers and protecting his political connections, In my opinion, more worried about appearing on Fox News in my opinion, than he was about, you know, prosecuting those men for murdering Brianna for the mistakes that they made and holding them accountable for it.
0: Because I'm like, bro, you cannot, if there were, and it was just, and then it makes you more angry because they was like, oh, well, they acted correctly, and I'm like, what? How? Like, even for this, that's like a slap in the face, we're like, bro, we know that they did. Right. Shit,
1: you still haven't, it's a, a year later and y'all still haven't even been able to tell us who, what? how they got the warrant. We still don't know. Because we do. Cause what we know is is that the person that y'all supposedly was looking for, the reason y'all was even knocking on her door, was already in custody. Right. So how, how
0: did y'all even get the
1: fucking warrant?
0: And why would y'all need for him to lie for y'all if you did everything 100? Exactly. Yeah, listen, it's
1: just, it's just one of those situations, just another one of those situations where we all just got to shake our head and, you know, but if anything, like I said, if anything positive comes out of that, it's that I think that at least I'm hoping that we will start, start to see, we won't continue to see black women fall to the wayside in, in the movement, that they will be just as important as the black men, that have been being murdered and killed, and then let's jump into this situation with uh, Tamir Rice's mom and her speak her tweets out against um, the Black Lives Matter movement. Tamika Mallory, Benjamin Crump, and Lee Garrett, and pretty much all a lot of the activists that have been associated are names that we have become familiar with
0: over these last couple of years. Yeah, I saw her tweet. And I will say, overall, I don't disagree with it. And not saying that the Black Lives Matter movement didn't start with good intentions and still probably has good intentions. I don't knock it at all. But I still think it's one of those things, just drawing back to Breonna Taylor, it's like Black Lives Matter was everywhere for Floyd, uh, for George Floyd. Excuse me, I said George Taylor. I don't know where that name came from. My apologies. But everywhere just in the middle and then you have this representation for when it comes down to Breonna Taylor it's just like you know I mean maybe we'll show up um and you had other like I guess you can say celebrity women that kind of took it upon themselves even some of them being Tamika Mallory um with the Breonna Taylor Expo wrong move sweetheart wrong move like I said overall I I don't I definitely don't disagree with her. When it comes down to Ben Crump, the only thing that I would say with him personally, I don't know if he like lets them come to him or he's one of those people, you know how we call you know, some lawyers, ambulance chasers. Right. It's like, let me go ahead and give them a call before any other attorney can get on it. And, you know, his name speaks for itself. So I I don't know the logistics of that. Now, if he's that person, I will say that's kind of messed up. But I agree like when it comes down to like Sean King, I despise him <laughs> um, because of the way that he treats black women. He steals their intellectual property and will basically send his little followers out to attack them when he's confronted about stealing um, the fact that he uses his name and his platform to collect funds. And I'm like, it's the point of he's connected to Black Lives Matter or was. And at that point, I think he was still connected. But we all know him from that avenue or from him raising funds for Black people that sometimes we don't know you know, where they go. I know there's been like several investigations about like, where's the money going? But he used this platform to raise money for his white brother. Like, make it make sense. Yeah, so I really, like I said, I don't disagree. And if you are raising money, I feel like if you are raising money, you are getting book deals. I do think there is some responsibility with activism that you give back. And that may be because, I don't know, like when you think about like the old, older generation, it was always like, okay, the money that I'm getting, how is this going to benefit the community? Of course, you have to have funds to live it, But I just see a lot of money being made and not a lot of it going to... The community. I'm like, because I feel like if you are Sean King or you're these activists, you're getting all of this money. Why Beyonce and Jay Z got to bail people out of jail? Like, is there not like a reserve for that already? That's my only thing. And I, and just to harp on one of her points, and I hope that no one, not one of them is doing this, and that's taking it upon yourself to speak for the family before you've spoken to the family. Right. Like, I'm hoping and praying that none of them have done this.
1: Okay. So on my end, I feel like I fall somewhere in the middle. I 100% support uh, Tamir Rice's mother, and I feel like she has every right to her opinion. She has every right to feel that way, it, especially because she she's went through the experience and she's dealt. With the the, or the different organizations, so she has every right to condemn them if they didn't do for her what she felt she needed to do. I mean, she they, they you know, and in, in her eyes, they promised her justice and she didn't get that. So I get it, and I and I fully support. It. And and I'm also with you in the sense that I don't like the almost the the trend, like how it's become a trend, how it's like. Well, if I say I support Black Lives Matter, if I say I do, you know what I mean? That 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 somehow absolves me from actually doing the work. All I have to do is say it or tweet it or this or that and the other. And that absolves me from actually doing the work or being present. I will say on the on the other side, it's like you have to think about it like all movements have goods and bads about them. I think we could go back to all movements and point to certain situations and certain people and be like, eh. you know what I mean. And let's be real: there's a lot of of names and activists that we know of who got rich off of that. Al Sharpton, you know what I mean? He's yeah. he's just one that comes just comes to mind. I mean, there's there's the activism. Unfortunately, when someone jumps in that lane and they become someone who speaks out publicly. And if they have a good, you know, good speaking voice and they become involved in in those, you know, those political playgrounds, they're going to get paid for it. There's going to be money that they change hands. They may be able to write books and get book deals and things of that nature. It's going to happen. Unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast. Um, I will say it's the it's the nature of the, the world that we live in. You know, we live in a capitalistic world. So they will get money off of that. Does it, is it like one of those things where it's like, it's, you feel like they, in a sense, like, eh, like maybe they shouldn't get rich and famous off of it. But like I said, it's the nature of, unfortunately, like I said, it's just the nature of the society that we live in. We live in a capitalistic society. So somebody going to get paid off of it. So, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, it just, that's how, that's how the cookie crumbles. I will say that one of my biggest issues, though, with folks is that they point a lot of fingers at at these activists and stuff like that. But my thing is, it's ultimately you're you're a free person. You know what I mean? You, you're a free thinker and you have your your own person and your mind and your voice is the most important aspects of who you are as a person. And you should be using that. It's ultimately up to you to decide. Where you, you know, want to donate your money or where you want to give funds to, what you want to support, what things that you want to get behind. You know what I mean? We're not. This isn't a dictatorship. We don't we don't say, oh, you have to do this or you have to agree with all of this or agree with all of that. You have every right to disagree with certain aspects of it or certain points of it. And I feel like a lot of people. Just like I said, it, it becomes a band. It's a bandwagon. For y'all. Oh, so everybody else is donating to Black Lives Matter. Let me put my money there. Well, if you don't know, if you don't know where the money goes to, then why would you do that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you don't feel like you know where your money is going, then why are you going to donate to Black Lives Matter? For me, for one, I've never I fully support the, the message behind Black Lives Matter, but I've never put a dollar towards Black Lives Matter. Because I don't know where the money go. You know what I have used that, their site for? To point me in the direction towards other grassroots organizations that are in my area that I can research and know exactly who's doing the work and where the funds are going to. That's what I've used it for. But I've never actually donated to the big Black Lives Matter fund that everybody puts their money towards or that they go to, that, that national one. I've never put no money towards that because again, I don't know where that money goes. So why you know what I mean? But but I feel like that's the responsibility of us as people to research. I mean, I think we you and I have both said this plenty of times. Whenever, even when natural disasters occur, do your research. Before you put your money somewhere, okay. you should be knowing where it goes. Don't just be everybody doing something on the internet and be like, Yeah, I'm that's why I'm gonna do it. No. If you don't know where that money going, I'm not putting my money there. I don't know. That's that's my kind of biggest takeaway from that. But I, I, I'm definitely in the part where there are parts of the movement that do not sit right with me. Um, I saw the the young lady Chica, the rapper who um, who tweeted about how she supported Tamir Rice's mom because she in the same right when she was asked that they held a rally back in L.A. for Breonna Taylor. And they allowed YG to shoot his music video vi- video there. And she said that didn't sit right with her. It just felt like, how, like this a, why would you allow him to shoot a music video? This is a rally. It's a protest. Someone lost their life. And I fully agree with that. I, I fully agree with that. Like, when I saw that, I was disgusted. I was like, why the fuck is he shooting a video in the middle of a rally for Breonna Taylor? So just because your record is called Fuck Donald Trump? Like, what does that have to do with what the fuck is going on here? Like,
0: what part of the movement is that? And then especially about some being so, um, I guess, extreme when you say fuck Donald Trump. It's like, why would you even let that happen there? And it takes off from Breonna Taylor. Like, that's the main and the most important thing. But of course, when YG dropped that song or you saw that, it's just like, you didn't even know where the fuck he really was, right? Right.
1: So yeah. But I definitely, like I said, I think there, like I said, there are good and bads with every movement. There are going to be think, there are going to be missteps. Um, activists are people too; they are not perfect, so they're okay. going to make missteps. I think whether Tamika wants to admit it or not, I think going back, if she'll look back, she will see that the whole Brianna Khan thing, even even if she had permission from the family. Just was a misstep. It was a bad look. But I but I can't negate the work that she's done. I mean, because we've literally seen her boots to the ground, in you know, out at the rallies, out at the protests, getting arrested, organizing. So I can't negate the work that she has done because she makes a misstep. You know what I mean? Granted, that was in my opinion, that was a big misstep. Because I didn't, when I saw it, I was like, uh, is we really doing this? Like, I don't like it. But again, there are going to be bits and parts of every movement that you're not going to agree with. You know what I mean? I'm as pro-black as they come. But there have been bits and parts of this movement that I don't fuck with, that I don't agree with, that I don't like. Um, there have been parts of messages that I don't support. There are parts of messages that people, you know, don't support. And, and, and that's going to happen. We're not all going to be on the the exact same page, but I think the importance of, of the movement is is that we understand that something has to be done. That we understand that we have to that we can't just sit back and continue to be apathetic. We can't just sit back and continue to allow the shit that's going on to occur.
0: I definitely agree. But don't give a dollar to Sean King. That's something I'm Everybody in it don't give a dollar. Kyle,
1: don't do it <laughs> <laughs> all right so that is it for us in hot topics let's go ahead and quickly because we definitely ran over some time there let's go ahead and quickly jump into the um relationship portion of the show and i will kick us off this week i saw a report that says that tinder is looking to they're doing research on how to introduce, I guess, allowing you once you do make a match and if you want to meet someone offline, they're doing research to figure out how to integrate software that will allow you to do a background check on that person before you go to meet them offline, just so that you can feel, I guess, more safe, feel like you really know the person that you are meeting up with. Do you agree with this step or do you feel
0: like it's too drastic? I mean, I feel I agree. And the reason I say I agree is, first of all, it's safety. Um, and it's not just one-sided. And I think it's something that we should do anyway, especially in 2021. Like, listen, go and plug their name in and pull it. Now, And I mean, and with Tinder, you both have to be a mat. So, I mean, I don't see anything necessarily wrong with it. Or, And, I mean, if you sign it in and it's on their terms with you, then, hey, and you agree to it, then you know whatever it is, what it is like. It, it's some psychos out here. We've heard a lot of stories about women being murdered from online connections. So I don't protect anything wrong with it. I
1: I absolutely do not see anything wrong with it. I'm sorry. It, it's it's a it, with the trend now with so many people meeting online and doing online dating. You know, it takes the vetting process out of actually getting to meet somebody in person feel them out a little bit even then even when you meet somebody in person you still you know a lot of us still go back home and and we'll go and do do our googles and try to look up and see if we can see social media page and things of that nature just to be you know what i mean just to see if we can compete hey is he married Does he got somebody on you know what i mean or did he Is he ever been arrested or convicted of a crime you know what i mean like yeah. unfortunately it's what we gotta do in this day and age. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't want to swipe, uh, swipe left or swipe right. I can't remember. Yeah, swipe right on a person or swipe. Sl- I don't know. Whatever. I don't want to swipe on a person and okay. then find out. You know, he was he was one of them little Capitol rival protesters. Shit, like you know what I'm saying? That's scary to me. <laughs> That's one of my little biggest fears now. You know, because I was, I was told, I told myself, I was like, I'm going to try to open up and give everybody a chance and date, you know, maybe date yeah. outside my race, this or that and the other. But then, I, then that little capital riot thing happened. And I was like, you
0: know what? I don't know if I could risk it. You that one of the husbands, <laughs> on that, uh, one of the lady husbands that was in the capital riot, he exactly. was married to a black lady, too. See? <laughs> see, that's what I'm saying.
1: Like, I was like, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could do this. You know what I'm saying? So... I just feel like, listen, in this day and age, unfortunately, shit, this is what this is what it's come to, especially with so many people choosing and making that route to start meeting people and dating off the line. It's a necessary step. You know, let's just mm-hmm. let's be as safe as we can possibly be. Simple as that. All right. And so what's your question this week?
0: So this was a scenario that I saw. You know, I was seen over social media, but it's basically um, a woman tweeted and was like, "We went to a basic restaurant yesterday, and with the, her friend and her dude joined them. Her ticket came up to be a total of twenty four dollars and fifty eight cents, and the dude asked the waitress for two checks." now the young lady on here was like you know the man is dusty and broke and she told her friend that she shouldn't entertain dusty man and all of this so my take is would you expect the man that you're dating to cover her check as well or like how would you feel about it
1: so I saw this and I literally I was in shock in the comments because some people was like oh yeah she's right he does what Y'all really out here expecting y'all dudes to cover y'all friends? Like, is that I mean, now he gonna cover me? <laughs> I face, you know. <laughs> but um, I do. I have an expectation that he gonna pay for my friends. I mean, listen, if he wants to, I'm not gonna like object and say no. Don't pay for her. She can pay for her own shit. But no, I mean, I don't have an expectation. Like, I don't understand. Why do y'all have these type of ex... Where do they come from? Shit, some of y'all is real out here live talking about you willing to go 50-50 but you got expectations and expecting them to pay for your friends? The fuck out. Listen, I'm confused by y'all. Y'all confuse me. Every every week it's something different with y'all. But, but on my end, no. I would not expect him to pay for my friend. If he wants to, then that's nice and that's lovely and I appreciate him for doing that. Um, but no, he, he the expectation is not for him to pay for my friend. If anything, I may just be you know, pay for my friend just because I invited her out or something like that. Um and I don't want her to feel like weird about it. But outside of that, no. Like, no. Well,
0: what about I, you? I actually agree. And I'd be wanting us to disagree so bad so we'll have like more controversial. <laughs> <Like, laughs> But I <laughs> do agree because I feel like that's my dude. Like, he don't have to pay. Now, if he pays, like you said, be like, okay, you cool, you nice. I mean, I'm not moving, I'm not touching my wallet, my pocketbook. But I don't know. I just, yeah. And I'm like, you, when I read the comments, like, he broke. What do you get? He broke because he don't want to pay for her meal. Be like, <laughs> sir, this is not, my... he didn't actually put you on a date. This right? is my dude. And I'm like, it's not like he, you know, was like, hey, I'm paying for, you know, the whole table check because it's your birthday or something like that. He just so happened to show up. And I, I would expect the same thing from y'all, dude. I went, come to dinner and somehow y'all dude show up and be like, oh, he got to pay for my food. No, I'm a grown ass woman with money. Right? That's all I'm saying. Oh, like, what? I wouldn't expect somebody else's. Like, this is not my dude. <laughs> this is somebody else's man. I would not be expecting for him to pick up the check. Big fix.
1: Now, if my man started talking about he wasn't paying for my if he would ask for three checks, it would have been a problem.
0: <laughs> listen, be like, so, who ain't gonna go home with somebody i going to go
1: <laughs> Oh, man, I tell you. the I, Listen, I just, these folks is different, because y'all be backing y'all selves in some corners, because every <laughs> nigga ain't broke just because he won't take care of your friends, too. I'm just saying.
0: Let's not, like, this. My... I, don't know. I, I just found that weird. She was like, he dusty. I'm like, why he got to be dusty? Because he don't want to pay for you. Girl,
1: these folks, man, I'm telling you, craziness. All right. Anywho, that is all we have for relationships this week. Let's jump into our segment, new music, new books, TV, et cetera, et cetera. Any reviews or anything like that that you want to get mm-hmm. off your chest?
0: So, I have been listening to Mulatto <laughs> like it's stupid, ignit levels. And I don't know, I just never took, and I'm not gonna say I never took a liking to her music because I think I heard one of her songs on one of my playlists and I didn't know who it was, but it's a song I was doing something and the song had passed. And I never just went back to go and look and see who was the artist that the song was, but it was actually her when I was listening to her music. I was like, oh, so I did like her. So like stupid ignorant levels, and I was telling another one of my friends, I was like, "Man, this is such a good time to be fucking like single and dropping hot pictures on the internet because all of these female rappers that's out here have hot lyrics for captions." Like, I'm like, "Fuck, I picked the wrong time." Listen, but anywho, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> listen, you better put players. You get cursed
0: out over there. <laughs> 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 so but like I said just stupid ignorant levels and I like the little baby song on me of course it's a little raunchy but I love that song as well um I've been listening to that but yeah that mulatto from the south baby and I'm from the south too you can't listen be all over the place but yeah those are the two things that I've been like having on repeat thus far I've been listening to a lot of trap music lately I don't know what's wrong with me but yeah. Okay. Yep. No books, no movies. I don't even have time to read no books, my mom. I missed it.
1: <laughs> you and me both. I <laughs> want to. I mean, and the sad part is, it's just been, I've just been work. Like, I feel like I'm killing myself for work, burying myself in like working and projects and things. But I need to take some more me time, start reading again. But every time I do think about picking up a book, it's like, but I could be editing a podcast or I could be doing this and that. So nonetheless, so on my end, I actually don't have any new book, uh, new books or new TV or anything like that. Nothing to review necessarily this week. But I did check out um, music wise. I told you I checked out Silk Sonic. Um, I like I like the Bruno Anderson pack combination. I think when they dropped the the for a full album. It's just going to be fire. I just like they vibe together. I like their vibe solo, so I like they vibe together. I enjoy it. I also, of course, I checked out Drake's Scary Hours 2. First and foremost, congratulations to him. First artist ever to have the number one, number two, and number three single on the Billboard charts. Hot 100 ever, ever. So congratulations to him. I don't even know if that'll ever be a feat that will be met again. Cause that's just like crazy to even think about. But um, nonetheless, I will say that out of the three songs, I'm like, it It literally went in the order of the three records. So it went um, the one he did the video for wants and needs with baby and then lemon pepper freestyle. I actually liked lemon pepper freestyle better than the other two records. But that's just because again, with Drake, I've always said that I prefer rapper Drake. Like, I love, like, when he just gets in his bag, like, no accents, no nothing, just in his bag, regular old Aubrey, let me do some raps. You know what I mean? Like, I've always liked those records better. Nonetheless, I actually like Lemon Pepper Freestyle better than the other two records. But I did enjoy the one with Little Baby. Um, I liked the Little Baby's verse a little bit better, just because, like I said, Little Baby been hot this year. Um, the actual record that he did a video for though, I don't get the hype behind it. Like I didn't really care for the record. I felt like it was just kind of repetitive. Out of the three records, it was actually my least favorite. But it's the one that went number one. So not that, cl- clearly, everybody else liked it. Not my opinion does not matter, but it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but nonetheless, that's that's it for me this week. You know, again, that's all I have in new books, TV, and music, and all of that. So now we are going to move into our new segment, Fallon D N segment, and you finally got a name for it.
0: So give it to him, Fallon. It is the Nerdy Rant of the week. I'm just gonna add of the week on there.
1: Okay, I like it.
0: and my rant this week is and we saw it in social media um recently with the the murders because that's basically what it was of the six people in the massage parlor in Atlanta which was gruesome I just want to put that out there um my condolences to you know the families like it's whatever we know how white supremacy operates and with that with white supremacy and their operations CBS, funk ass decided to tweet or publish an article um, about how black people can be allied, be allies to Asian Americans right now. And I guess one of my issues and my rant for the week is why are black people called on to be allies? Like we actually did something. Why were white people not called on to be allies? That's who actually committed the murders. So why they're not called on to be allies. Like we're not committing the majority of violence against them or whatever. And I, it, it just, it irks me that every time something comes up in with any, I guess, person of color is that it's always black people called on to be like allies. We have to be an ally to everybody. Where in most cases we stand alone. And I, I would go as far as saying, okay, since so we pretty much stand along. Yeah, we have a few tweets and support, but for the most part, we have to link up amongst each, ter- uh, each other and we have to push our agendas. We have to push our causes. We have to push our people to the for- forefront that were slain. We have to do that. And we're still laughed at. We're still mocked. We're still tortured. We're still killed. And I was like, I just feel like it to me, That's like a slap in the face. It's like, and why not focus on the man that actually murdered these people? He's not a lone wolf. He's not one of these people that's acting outside of the norm. This is the norm for white supremacy. So that's just like my rant. It's just like, please, 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 please stop fucking doing that. And black people, we have to stop being the mute for social justice as well. It's like, pick up your own cause. Like, you are the model minority in America. Asians make more than actually white people. So you have the resources. Use them.
1: All right. Anything else?
0: Nope. That was all for this week.
1: (laughs) All right. So that was Fallon Deanne's nerdy rant of the week. And that is going to push me right into the nerd moment of the week. So this week... Um, it's going to be pretty short. I'm just going to give you some quick premieres. Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's set to premiere on on the Disney Plus channel on Friday, March 19th. So in two days, they're going to... I think it's the 19th. It's Friday the 19th. Yeah. Okay. Shit. I'm fucked up on the stage, y'all. <laughs> but yeah. So on Friday the 19th, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is set to premiere. Basically taking the place of WandaVision which ended two weeks ago. So um, I'm excited for that. I'm ready to see it. I Listen, y'all know I'm a Marvel nerd. I enjoy Marvel anything. So I'm gonna check it out and I'll hit you back the following week and let you know what I think about it. Also, it is rumored that Batwoman on the CW is scheduled to be canceled after season three. That is the rumor that's floating around right now amongst the nerds out there is that Batwoman is scheduled to be canceled I'm a little saddened by this because I feel like they set up my girl um, to fail. Well, as soon as they get a Black Bat Woman, essentially they had set her up to fail instead of just cast, recasting Ruby Rose's character. They decided to go this other route, and I feel like um, she's does she's doing an incredible job as Batwoman. Woman. She's such a positive woman. I've seen her on Ellen and just a lot of the different things that she's doing. So I'm just saddened to hear. That um, you know the ratings have not been great, and after season three, they've already been renewed for season three. But after season three, they're saying that it will be canceled again. It it was a hard, in my opinion, it was a hard space to step into because you had so many of the little fanboys and fangirls out there who were so sad about Ruby leaving and blah 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 blah. But I mean, it was her choice. She made the decision, and instead of, in my opinion, just recasting her and being like, fuck how y'all feel? We just going to recast." They decided to take in y'all little feelings and just try to go a whole different route, but it's not catching and that woman already didn't have great writing to begin with and just seems like they they're not even trying at this point. So, like I said, I feel like they set my girl up to fail, but um nonetheless, we will see if that we'll have to wait and see obviously because like I said they have been renewed for season 3, so we'll have to wait and see come you know, next season renewals to see if the rumors are true and they do get canceled. Lastly, last night flash episode three, Mother premiered. So I'm going to go ahead and say spoiler alert because I'm going to give some spoilers. If you haven't watched it yet, then you're going to want to turn off the show at this part. But it was basically the episode was what was supposed to be last season's season finale. And it definitely felt like a season finale. It read like a season finale. All of the the little loose ends ended up, you know, getting tied up as well as we finally got to, we got the little cliffhanger for what would have been the start of season seven. So basically episode four um, is going to be where we kick off the season seven plot lines. So with the mother episode, eh, if it would have... I feel like if it would have all happened simultaneously last year, I may have been more hyped for it. But in all honesty, I was just ready for them to get over this fucking storyline. And that's just because it's been such a big, long, long gap since when they had to break due to COVID to now finally them wrapping it up. I was just like, shit, are we done with the storyline yet? Let's move on. Um But. Nonetheless, I feel like she did um, they did a pretty decent job. Um, I was happy to see them lean in a little bit to to Alice uh, to Iris and Barry's relationship really kind of centralized and hit home. Sorry to all you little fanboys out there that hate that Iris West is black, but yes, they hit home that you know they are the gold standard and that Iris is his end game, and that's just what it is going to be. Um, I also I will say. Uh, my prediction, for those of y'all who watched the show, Iris was the one who was able to ignite the Speed Force back into Barry um, and show that the Speed Force wasn't dead. But there was a moment when she did it where she put her hand on the little the little sphere and she said, she kept chanting, we need you, we need you, we need you. And that's what triggered the Speed Force out of her in, into Barry. I am predicting that her we that she was talking about was... Her babies. I'm thinking she's pregnant. That's my prediction. I'm thinking we'll probably find out maybe mid season finale, if not at the end of the season. I'm thinking mid season finale though, because I feel like they'll carry the pregnancy into the second half of the season. But I'm definitely thinking she's pregnant because why the hell else we should be talking about week? Who's the week? Who's the week, y'all? That's all I'm saying. But anyway, so that is the nerd moment of the week. And that is all that I have for the show this week. Anything else on your end, Fallon, Deanne?
0: Nothing else for me.
1: All right. So then per usual, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in, listening. Um, we really, I'm really like, I'm loving y'all guys' support. We've been seeing these numbers slowly, but steadily rising. It's organic. We appreciate it. We know we don't do enough in terms of social media. So nonetheless, we appreciate y'all. I'm going to so do that for the support. And again, um, just thank you guys for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Good night, guys. Good night.